Hello and welcome to Living the Wit Life with Wit Ministries. The ministry's leaders on this podcast are, with more than 20 years of experience in ministry and also as a public speaker, Jared Wackenfuss. Also with 20 plus years as an entrepreneur and a leader in the marketing industry, Troy Foster. And I'm Matt Russell and I'm the director of Walking in Truth Ministries or WIT Ministries. We're so excited that you're joining us here today. And as we discuss today's topic and how that can help you in living the WIT life. Welcome to another episode of Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I've got with me here today, Jared Wackenfuss. Say hello, Jared. Hello. You might notice I'm feeling a little sad. Oh, no. What's the we're, matter, Jared? We're, we're, we're missing someone tonight, and I miss him. That's you, sweet. You we're, know who it is. We're just he's getting gonna, started. He's, he's going to listen to this and... I, I sure miss this guy. But. Yes, I will tell you, of course, we when we get together on the podcast, we do it uh, whenever we're able to. We do have a scheduled time during the week that we like to do it, but sometimes some other things might make us change the schedule. Well, Troy Foster. Troy, where are you? actually is on a little short getaway with his family so yes he is he is having a good time and we we moved even we moved the podcast to try to see if we'd be able to include him but we can't so we will no he's in a no wi-fi area he is doing what we highly recommend and that's getting away getting detached from a lot of technology um that being said, we're super thankful that you're listening to this podcast through technology, but Troy is right now just out with his family, enjoying his time with the creator. And I'm so glad he's able to do that. And I look forward to doing the same sometime in the future, but we do miss him. But nonetheless, you've got the opportunity to listen to Matt and I tonight, and we are super excited about what we're going to be talking about. Exactly. So tonight's topic, just to go ahead and just pull back the veil, we're going to talk about the promises of God. And I'm excited about that because we, we had an episode before, I think it was episode 12, where we talked about promises in general and That's talking right. about uh, different characteristics and being able to trust people and, and being trustworthy. However, tonight we're going to talk a little bit more about promises, but more specifically God's promises. So I hope that you're ready. Get all buckled up, strapped in, ready to go, because we've got an exciting night for you tonight. Now, I know as I know Jared's personality, I know Jared's um, intelligence, I probably know Jared's shoe size, but I know Jared's prepared and ready to tell everybody what are promises? That is correct. <laughs> I did consult Rabbi Google earlier today, and this is what he told me. Promises. 
promises. In the noun version, it, they are this, a declaration or assurance that one will do a particular thing or that a particular thing will happen. Well, how about a verb? Well, here you go. The definition of verb form would be this, assure someone that one will definitely do, give, or arrange something, undertake, or declare that something will happen. And then it goes on in the second one. It says this, give good grounds for expecting a particular occurrence or situation. I really like that one right there. Give good grounds for expecting. And uh, I know we talked about promises a while back in a few episodes, but tonight we're talking about the promises of God. And I just thought that definition right there to give good grounds for expecting. It's like, yes, that's it. That's the definition I want to go with the expecting in the promises of God and what that truly means. So um, yeah, promises, man, I tell you what, they're, they're important. I mean, if you remember years ago, there was the big promise keepers movement and promise keepers is still around. I actually have the opportunity to talk with a couple of the guys from promise keepers um, as we were coordinating different events and uh, they're still going on going strong, but it's so important. But what I wanted to uh, talk about just right off the bat, Matt was what's the difference between just like um, a man's promise and God's promises, or or is there a difference, or what well, might they be if there is? I mean, huge what difference. do you think? What do you think? Well, first of all, I would tell you this: um, we know that God is absolute, and the people who—it's fun whenever you talk to someone who doesn't believe in absolutes, and then you say, "Well, then do you believe that's always true?" Because then, right? I see where you're going there. Anyway, so. <laughs> Oh, it's fun. Absolutely, I believe it's all. Do true. you believe it? Absolutely. But anyways, God's God told us flat out. He said, "Do not put your trust in man. Don't put your trust in man." And th- there's a reason why. Um, I was actually talking with a, a guy today. In fact, one of our uh, he helped us serve on the last pursuit event that we had, and he was a participant in one of the ones prior to that. And I was talking to him about you know, putting God in a box, whenever we put God in a box, we limit our faith is what we're doing. We're not limiting his capabilities. We're limiting our faith and what we do. But sometimes men or people, but we put ourselves in a box. And then it's almost um, when we put ourselves in that box, we're limiting ourselves and almost saying, um, you know, maybe in referring back to the relationship with God, it's not that God can't do something, but God wouldn't be doing that for me because I'm not worth it. But the whole point there is man limits. We limit ourselves. We, we don't, we can't even fathom the fullness of reality. I mean, God was there in the beginning infinitely and he's there through the end infinitely we we can't fathom that we we don't get it so therefore our uh skew of reality is is kind of twisted it's perverted from what the reality that god has so anyways you can't put your trust in us because there's anything that could come across that could distract us it could change our our perception it could um 
I mean, very quickly, we can change uh, our desire or our agenda. That's a big one. My goal as a human is I want to be able to live out God's will in my life. That's what I want. No matter how hard I want that, my own limitations that I put on myself will keep me from absolutely fulfilling that. You can't trust me in that. I will fail. I'm going to make a mistake. we're only human, as they say, right? Exactly. We're only so, human. We, we fail. Men fail. Right. And so men's promises or the promise of man right. is only good. It has an expiration date on it. It really does. Until there's something else that comes along that turns us from it. God's promise is as he is forever. Period. There's not a single thing. In fact, Jesus said it. He said, there's not one word that has come out of God's mouth that will come back void. If God has said it, it's a promise that you can count on. In fact, the word that I'm going to use there, it's hope. A lot of times we talk about hope as something that we wish, you know, I kind of hope that it comes today. I hope it's a, it's really a wish is what we're describing. But the true meaning of hope is knowing. It's the assurance that something is happening. Mm. Not, not the wishful thinking that something will happen. God's promises are a hope. You know that they're going to be true to the end. Period. And you can hope in that. That's a confidence. So there's right. one of the biggest differences between man's promises and God's promises. Well, that's so good. I mean, I uh, let's talk about other people first, okay? And then we'll talk about us later. But let's talk about other people. Matt, have you ever had someone <laughs> in your life break a promise? You know, uh, you, you they gave you their word and they broke a promise. And we're going to talk about them first because it's easier to talk about other people. But um, have... <laughs> Have you ever had that happen? No. I know I have. No? Yeah, what? Totally. Oh, no, yes, yeah. you have. Okay. All right. It wasn't a no. It was an O. Oh, okay. Um, most definitely I have. And yeah. sometimes it was intentional and sometimes it was accidental or a non, not intentional. Um, but still, it's the same thing. It's a yeah. broken promise. How did so, it make yeah. you feel? <laughs> well, I mean, it depends on the situation, really. But um, ultimately not important, devalued, Um, almost whenever people break their promises to you, it almost makes you feel like you're subhuman or, yeah, or you're less to them. And it's, it's not fun. It it hurts. It is, it's, it's breaking that trust that you have in people. And I'm a pretty trusting person. Um, Yeah. I like to go and say, Sure, you know, I trust that the mailman's going to bring me the mail in a timely manner. But once I mm-hmm. figure out that the mailman actually doesn't do that, and then it, when I know that it really does sit there for a couple of days before they bring it to me, you know, maybe at a specific office, I'm not saying that happens everywhere in every mailman. But once I do that, that's a broken trust. And yeah, and that, that's upsetting. So how right. do you know that that's not important to me? 
you know, you promised you'd bring it to me in a timely manner, but whatever. I'm sorry. That's right. Not and, a great and over, over time. It's like your trust level for whoever it is that's giving you that hope or that promise, right? It just starts to diminish. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I've done for, for a lot of people that um, the very people that you should be able to just take their word for it, like, um, well, maybe your parents, your mom, your dad, um, teachers, different, you know, figures in your life that you should, you know, theoretically be able to take their word for it and believe what they're saying is, is true. And you could put some expectation on what they're saying that they're going to do it. Right. As a lot of times, those are some of the same people that break their promises. And what happens is that kind of skews our view of not just them, but maybe anybody, you know, mm -hmm. and pretty soon, you know, you get that happening to you enough. And like you said, you feel devalued, you feel like you can't trust anybody. And pretty soon promises really, really just don't, don't mean a whole lot to you. Right. No. And it, and it just doesn't make you feel good. And that's, that's when other people are breaking their promises to us. So, you know, we deal with a lot of times with, with men, right. Uh, Matt and some of the different events and things that we specifically are doing with walking in truth ministries. And what I've discovered is because of those very things, sometimes they have a, a warped sense of what God's promises mean and how much value they can actually put in his word and will he keep his word? And maybe if it doesn't look exactly like what they are expecting because their expectations are skewed because of past experiences, now they're looking at God as though he's a man. But the scripture clearly says, you know, in God's word says, he says, I am not a man that I should lie. Right. Mm -hmm. God says that. Isn't that good that he says that? It's like he's he's dividing the line. He's he's drawing a line in the sand and saying, Hey, there's promises that men might make, but listen, I'm God, and these are my promises. I'm not a man that I should lie. And so that's kind of what we're talking about. We're not talking about just promises in general. Um, we're talking tonight more specifically about God's promises. And I think. You uh, said it beautifully when you talked about how his promises, he, he's going to do them. You know, you could, you know, pretty much take it to the bank. If, if you want to say it in other words, it's like, Hey, you can take that to the bank because you can count on it. When God said it, that settles it, you know, discussion over. He is God and his promises are, are true. So it's, it's exciting yeah. that we can talk about that uh, tonight and differentiate between man's promises and God's promises. So, in saying that, remember, we're talking about other people. They broke their promises and stuff. But you and I, I guess, um, I, I like to I like to think of myself, of all the titles out there that people throw around, I like to consider myself, a, a, well, a human being. Um, so if there's any human beings out there right now listening to this, um, <laughs> guess what? You and I are kind of in that man category. And, uh, you know, that term includes women as well but you know we're human beings and guess what we even break our break promises sometimes i mean maybe not intentionally but and sometimes intentionally hey you know i mean we're human right and um but that's not the goal <laughs> our goal is not to you know measure ourselves against you know how good we are well yeah i keep promises 80 percent of the time you know for example like the major promise of of marriage, right? I mean, 
how many ladies out there would go, you know, I'm okay with 80%. I mean, he said, you know, I, I do, and I'll commit to you eh, 80% of the time, but I want the 20%, you know, that I might want to see some other people, you know, no, none of you ladies are going to go, yeah, sign me up for that deal. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and man, man, you're probably mm -hmm. not going to do that either. So you want some assurances that, Hey, these promises are going to be followed through. So uh, the end goal is really more of trying to be more like God who always keeps his promises. You can put your expectations in his promises and know that they will come to pass. And um, that leads me into Matt, that being said, okay, so we know man breaks promises to us. We have broken promises to other people, but our end game is to, to really focus on God's promises. Well, discovering his promises then, what would be maybe some of our favorite promises that God has given us? Uh, and of course we reference the Bible, but in his word, what, what are some of um, God's promises, maybe some of your favorites? Well, there's quite a bit. And uh, as I'm pulling this up right here, <clears throat> one of the things that I wanted to just piggyback, God also, he said, that we shouldn't make promises because as men, we break them. So just make your yes, yes, or your no, no. Really? Don't make. Oh, yes. I remember that. Yeah. Don't make promises. That. Don't make vows. In fact, in Ecclesiastes, he says that uh, clearly. He says, uh, it is better not to make a promise than to make one and not keep it. Wow. So, just, so promises are pretty serious stuff to God. Yeah, he's talked about it. Now, getting back to the ones mm. for him, I love this yeah. one. Okay. This is this is one of my favorites. And there's there's a lot of assurances that God gives us. Um, but of course, and one of the biggest ones that most people know is he said, I will not leave you or forsake you. But here's another one. This is in Isaiah 41:10. He says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Always. He says he's right there with you. For I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. He's there to help you out. He's there, he's there to, to be your helping hand, to help lift you up when you can't. He is going to not only help you to be stronger, but he will be your strength when you are weak. And um, that's great because there's times I need that promise. There's times that I need to know, yeah. you know, God, I can't, but your word tells me you're right here with me. Um, or another one that I love in uh, Psalms, it says that God draws near to the brokenhearted. And that's a oh, promise right. that he says that when you're hurting, I'm right there to just wrap you up. He draws near to the brokenhearted. Um Another one. Oh, this is great. Here's another promise by God. He, he, of course, starts off talking about, I am the Lord your God. But he says, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Oh, that one right there. I love that one. Where's that at again? Where's that That's at? Deuteronomy 31.8. Yes, that is so comforting. Yes. Never leave me nor forsake me. I, I was actually looking for that. Matt, you can see all these books. I showed them to you mm -hmm. earlier, but for those of you who are listening, I've got all these different 
promises of God books in front of me. Uh, I borrowed them from my wife's uh, bookshelf and uh, I've got 700 prayers and promises, the believer's promise book. I got the Jesus person uh, pocket promise book, 800 promises from God's word. I mean, I got a lot of ammo here. Um, the personal promise pocket book promises from Proverbs. What's this other one? God's promises for spirit filled living. I've got all these things. They've basically, these people have taken the time to look into God's word and pull out these different promises and put them in books. And I'm like, this is cool. I, I can, there they are. And one of them was on, on, uh, um, on uh, God's promises to you of peace. And I'm like, Oh man, I gotta, I want some peace in my life. So I, I was looking through some of these and um, somewhere in Exodus, Exodus 33 um, uh, from 12 to 16, there's a verse in there. I want to just highlight. It says, my presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest, mm -hmm. man. If you're out there and you're listening, you're like, I would sure need, I sure need some rest. Um, God promises that he will give you rest. And I love that. That's in Exodus and chapter uh, 33. Just read the whole chapter. You'll see it, but and there's more. I mean, there's, um, let's see what this one says. It's in the same category. Isaiah eleven ten says, and in that day, there shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for, um, and a sign in of the people, um, to it shall the Gentiles seek and his rest shall be glorious. And I'm like, yes, yes. I, need I love this rest. one too. Yeah. Matthew 11, 28 and 29. And I'll okay. even go all the way to 30. Why not? Throw to a bonus one. Come on. This is written in red. So, you know, whenever you're reading along through the Bible and, and you see that the, the font changed from black to red. Yes, I've noticed I mean, that. I'm joking with a lot of people, just like as if they don't know this, but I would always tell my kids growing up, my daughters, I would tell them, you need, when it's written in red, you should really pay close attention because that means Jesus said it. Yes. Um, but yes, this is written in red. Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Boom. There Take is my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So there, there's a promise of protection. There's a promise of companionship. There's a promise of, of um, being led. You know, um, this as I was going through through uh for the other podcast that we have i was reading through and um it got to a part that was really talking about the holy spirit but here's the deal in the bible when when moses first encountered god's spirit how did he do that when did god first encounter i mean when did moses first encounter god it's at the bush oh yeah the burning bush okay. the burning bush so yep. That was when he encountered God's spirit. Well, the next time when he, when he would meet with God on the mountain, what was always present? Smoke and fire. Yes. And multiple times they showed that whenever he was leading the people to the promised land, he did it by a pillar of smoke during the day and a pillar of fire by night. So they always saw 
out ahead of them. They're being led by that smoke and fire. But then anytime that they stop, that would come and then rest either on the mountain or to come and rest on the, the, um, the tabernacle. Yeah. So that's God's spirit. And that's a promise that he has. He says, I'll send my spirit before you and I'll lead you. I'll guide you. I'll protect you. In fact, the Holy Spirit promises that will help you to recall that which you have learned in time of need. I mean, there's so many different ways that God mm. made these promises to us. Yeah. It, it's phenomenal. It's, it's awesome. And I, I love that point you brought up. The Holy Spirit will bring those things back to your remembrance in time of need. And one of the promises of God, and there's multiple times in the Bible where God said this, fear not. And I want to tell you, if you live through 2020, <laughs> there was ample opportunities for Holy Spirit to bring back to your remembrance scriptures that would tell you to fear not. God, it's like God saying, Hey, 2020, I got this. I got and this. it's like, I got this. I got this. You know, in Hebrews 13, 6, it says this The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? <laughs> I mean, right there, there's, that's, you know, I won't be afraid. You know, you got God on your side, right? And here's another, another verse in Deuteronomy 721 says, do not be terrified for the Lord, your God, who is among you is a great and awesome God. I mean, that is so awesome. And I've got several more. I picked it up. I picked up one of these books that I borrowed from my wife's um, bookshelf. And I'm just looking at these and going, this is great. And, and the cool thing about it is if we get this word in us and, uh, you know, hide these promises in our heart, it gives the Holy spirit opportunity for, um, him to bring those things to our remembrance. Um, and it's great. So here's another one in Proverbs, um, uh, Proverbs 16, seven, when a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies live at peace with him. Hey, that means that when, when our ways are pleasing to the Lord, we can be around other people that, you know, don't necessarily agree with us. Uh, hey, you know, I mean, last year and even coming in this year, there's probably a lot of uh, division and dissension and in, in, um, people that have gotten all bent out of shape about a number of different things, uh, both sides of the aisle, so to speak. But the good news is, is, as far as I know, I haven't lost too many friends over certain um, disagreements because I try to make sure my ways are pleasing to the Lord so that I'm not like majoring on minor things. You know, I'm, I'm thinking more about, you know, being like Jesus, showing love, kindness, respect, and some of the other things that we're disagreeing upon now um, really aren't going to matter that much. So I want my ways to be pleasing to the Lord. Uh, how about some more on, on, uh, on, on fear? And it says this uh, in Isaiah 35, four, it says, say to those with fearful hearts, this is what he's telling um, the, the person to say, he says, say this to them, the ones that have fearful hearts. So if you have a fearful heart, this is what the Lord is saying to you. Be strong. Do not fear. Your God will come. And in second Corinthians one, Verse 10, it says, he will deliver us. Having that hope and that expectation in his promises really helped me navigate through the difficulty of 
of, you know, 2020 and, you know, coming into 2021 and, and just keeping that perspective, um, ample, ample time for Holy spirit to bring things to my remembrance. And sometimes they're just a, a little bit of a thought here or there, or I'll, I'll hear something in a message and it'll just kind of jump off the, jump off the, um, page to me, or maybe, maybe I'm listening to a sermon or a podcast or, or some type of training and something will just kind of just boom and be like, Oh man, that's good. And I'll just kind of recognize it. And, um, I'm like, Hey, that's, that's a promise right there. Mm -hmm. And it kind of reminded me, Matt, you know, of one of the things that you introduced to me was this tool. And as we read through the word of God, this tool that a gentleman that, you know, and I'll let you kind of tell the story, but, um, this tool and how to handle that little nudge, so to speak, when mm -hmm. Holy spirit goes Whoop, right here, this is what I want to talk to you about. And it, it's when you go, Oh, wow. That's, that's good right there. Oh, mm -hmm. ouch. That was for me, you know, whatever it is, but talk to us a little bit about that, um, that process and that tool and kind of how you were introduced to it. And then we can kind of elaborate a little bit about how, um, we kind of help people, um, get introduced to this tool so they can use it in, uh, in recognizing God's promises. I will. Um, it was actually, um, a few years ago, I was okay. at a church in South Lake, Texas. I was actually at Gateway Church with Robert Morris in, in South Lake, Texas. And um, I was there involved with the men's ministry, and we were starting a mentorship program. And, and I was a part of that mentorship program. We are being trained up to be mentors to for the old men, to mentor the young, new. What, anyways, we were there. They're trying to set up, really, discipleship. This is a whole nother way to put the exact same thing, but they were just tagging it with that mentor. We're, we're doing mentoring. And they, they brought in someone from the Midwest up near St. Louis, brought him in to kind of oversee what we were doing. And he walked in um, and saw as we we're being trained and starting this program. And I mean, I'll be being totally transparent. He just said, um, you guys, do you really want to know what what i have to offer you is a suggestion we just yeah sure and he goes scrap it wow okay like, what? did everything <laughs> that you've done so far did this guy not read how to win friends and influence people <laughs> no i, mean, I don't on. know i don't know, I don't know really. but he just <laughs> wow. said i love he said, it no i don't want to step on your toes here okay. you guys your your desires in the right place your heart's there but you're just regurgitating what everybody else has failed at doing Okay. Because you're trying to take the ways of man and translate them into the ways of God. God's already given us the plan here. Now, the backstory on it, he had been working with through youth and different different um, um, ministries that he was involved with. But with the youth, he really just started saying, why do we need, why do we need to grab another book? If we're going to do a Bible study, why do we need to get what some other person has said for us to be able to understand what's going on in the Bible? So if we're going to do Bible study, why don't you all just show up with a Bible? How about we just start there? And so he started really cutting away all this extra stuff and saying, I don't want to know what this person tells me I should believe about the Bible. I want to know what the Bible says about 
the Bible. I'm going to go straight to the author of the Bible and ask him. And so that's kind of how he got started working through this process. But then um, through all that, getting into Gateway, he, he brought all of this stuff that he'd been working on for a while. His name is Philip Hunter. And okay. Philip Hunter uh, was, I believe his title, hope I don't mess this up, but I think he was the pastor of discipleship at Gateway Church. I think it actually brought him in for that. If, if that isn't his exact title, it's something very similar to that. But he, once they saw this, they said, we, you know, you've got some great insight how we can fix this from this mentoring man's pushing God's or pushing man's agenda onto God. We want to understand what you have. And he said, so they said, we want to hire you. So they brought him on. They brought him on, and then they gave him the space to be able to write a book. And so he wrote a book, and it's actually called The Promise Principle. And so The Promise Principle by Philip Hunter. You need to go check this out. This book is phenomenal. But he took everything that, that um, he'd been working on. I mean, he was really just spending that time with God. And the Holy Spirit is really working with him as he's writing everything down in this book in very practical, easy to understand ways. Here's the gist of what we, what we did. He said, okay, so have you ever been, in fact, I'll just do what he did and just change. I'll just convert it. I'm just talking straight to Jared and the listeners. Okay. Have you ever been in church where you've been sitting there, it's in the congregation listening and you feel like the pastor is talking directly to you? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Or have you ever, you've heard people say these kind of fun phrases, but it's like, man, that pastor is really stepping on my toes today. Yeah. Right. We've heard that. Or man, there's this one thing that, that the pastor said that was like a punch to the gut or man, he really slapped me in the face today. Whatever it is, they're all saying the exact same thing. Something that the pastor said really hit them it was brought to their attention that's it now i'm saying that that happened you know just in that one area of church but that's happened you don't have to be sitting in the church you could be um just reading the bible and something yeah. jumped off the page at you and you're just like whoa i've never seen that before let me read that again maybe you're reading through matthew six and you get to matthew 6 25 and and then you're reading in the red writing and you'd never seen it before but then it just hit you where jesus said do not worry oh yeah just wow. just that one time you're reading it and those three words jumped off at you like whoa i've never seen it or anything like that where you've experienced that some truth was basically being highlighted or getting your attention here's the reality this is what philip hunter he, he said that's the holy spirit and that's the holy spirit interacting with you now i'm going to read some scripture here this is actually from second peter one three through five okay so in Second Peter 1, 3 through 5, it says, By his divine power, God has given us everything we need 
for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. Now, just to pause for one moment. Those promises are everywhere from in the beginning to amen. From Genesis to Revelation. God has given us these precious promises in his word. Yes, they're full these of them. Are, awesome. yeah, every bit of it. Yeah. These are the promises that enable you to share in his divine nature and escape the world's corruption, corruption caused by human desires. Here's your responsibility. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. So our responsibility is simple. When we're going through and hearing a pastor, listening to a podcast, um, whenever we're singing a worship song, whenever we're praying, whenever there's something that's happening that something seems to jump off the page at us, we need to immediately highlight, mark, somehow, just bring that, somehow just make sure that we come back to it. Then, because what, what it is, it's the Holy Spirit tapping us on the shoulder. It's the Holy Spirit stepping on our toes it's the holy spirit punching us in the gut basically it's the holy spirit saying that promise right there that you just read you need to respond okay so let me go back to that one phrase do not worry yeah maybe you've been reading through the bible and you've just come across that do not worry and you just go whoa i've never never seen that before or maybe you've seen it but it didn't hit you the same as it did that time you read it well that's that promise is the same yesterday today and tomorrow remember we, we always talk about the bible as being a living word it's right. not that every time you open it up it says something different it says the exact same thing what's different your circumstances yeah yeah that's good i see where you're going here matt i, I just want to pause for just a quick second just to kind of recap make sure that i'm keeping up okay okay um, some, sometimes i'm a little slow but i am worth waiting on i just tell you that right now are you concerned about what the future holds are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty this is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. What I heard you say is when you feel that nudge or you, you that thing pops out to you, it's the Holy Spirit, who, by the way, is the best teacher. A lot of times people say, hey, you know, experience is the best teacher. Well, no, not necessarily. 
God himself, Holy Spirit, he's the best teacher. A lot of times experience is what you get when you don't listen to the teacher. And, uh, you know, we don't listen to the Holy Spirit, you end up getting the experience. And a lot of times it's not always good. But what you're seeing is God himself is wanting to interact with you at that particular moment in time. He is the best teacher. He nudges you and says, hey, pay attention to this. Do not worry. And then because we want to be more like God, not like man, we already talked about that, you know, because we want to be um, more like him. And it said right there in the, in the scripture you highlighted earlier in second Peter, it said, these are the promises that enable you to share in his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. It's, it's saying, Hey, you want to participate in his divine nature. You want to be like him, pay attention to this. And he says, do not worry. He highlights that you're, you're pausing, you're taking that into effect. And now it says, in view of this, make every effort uh, to respond to God's promises. So now this is where you, where, where you're at right here, right? And um, our responsibility, like you said early, is earlier, is to respond. And now what? What we highlighted it, we came back to it, Matt. And now we're at the point. Have I been keeping up so far? How am no, I? No, you're doing good. Okay. You're doing good. Good. And hopefully, if hey. Listen, if you're out there listening right now and you're going, oh, okay, yeah, Jared, thanks for finally catching up. Well, thank you for your patience, listeners. <laughs> but um, hey, as much as I'd like to say that um, we know everything, I know I don't. So um, thank you for your patience. But for those of you who are listening going, oh, thanks for asking those questions and clarifying that, Jared. You're the listeners that I like a lot and I appreciate you. And uh, we're, we're going to get through this together. Just stick with me and, um, and uh, we'll make it. But Matt sometimes talks above my head and I just got to stop him and say, wait, rewind. Let me make sure I'm keeping up so that I don't get left behind. So now that you and I know, you know, those of you who are just keeping up with me that we're all, you know, keeping pace, Matt, I'd love for you to continue on. Now, what do we do? <laughs> what do we do? Well, I don't want you to imply that I know everything either, because I, I definitely don't. But I can well, I can ask yeah. the people if I don't know. <laughs> but there you go. Anyway, anyways, so um, this is this is simple. This is what you do. So you have that moment. You're reading the Bible. In fact, I want to. There's we're going to share with you in a minute different ways that you can actually utilize this promise principle in your life. And you might have already thought of some, but I want to I want to go ahead and bring one to your attention right now. I've got four daughters and a wife, and it's my responsibility to be the spiritual leader in the house. It's my responsibility to lead them. Okay. So are you saying, Matt, we've, we've got to go out and get married and have four daughters no, in order not. to use what you're going to tell us? No, no, okay, no. good. But I am saying this. I am saying this. <laughs> awesome. For me, yes, I didn't have a clue how to do that. Oh, wow. I, I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know how to be a husband. I didn't know. There's no, I mean, there's books out there, but please. Right. I did not know how to be a husband. I didn't know how to be a good one. Um, but what I did know is when I saw this promise principle technique, yep. I said, I can take this to my family. We can sit down together and read scripture and go through this together. I don't have to be an expert. 
I don't have to go and get a Beth Moore or a, you know, um, whoever else. I don't have to go and get another Bible study and all of a sudden lead them through this whole thing. Grab the Bible, sit down, read it. Just hmm. read it. Just start somewhere and start reading. Yeah. And then just tell them, direct them as to how to do this, just that I'm about to share with you now, this next step. Okay. So, so let's say that we're all sitting around and we're just, we're taking turns reading. Now we're all at different reading levels. We're all different ages. And I'm, I think I'm the slowest of all of us, but whatever. So when we go through, we take turns reading. So I may have, you know, each of us do three, ver two or three verses each as we go through an entire chapter, but I direct them. I say, when something really catches your eye or something jumps off the page at you, highlight it or mark it with a pencil. And so they do. After we're done reading it, we then come back to this point right here. Okay. okay? So I'm, I'm telling you what to do individually, but I'm saying in a group with a family, with a small group, with this works amazingly. You can do it by yourself or with others. It's okay. I've actually even seen this happen on stage. I was, I was actually preaching a sermon and all of a sudden something, I mean, of course, I just pray that I, I open my mouth to speak and the Holy Spirit speaks. That's my desire when I preach. Uh, I don't yeah. need to have a 30 minute memorized. This is what I'm going to deliver. I'd rather have some points that he's walked me through and, and brought me to that, to that time and then let him actually be the one who's teaching. So yeah. that's my goal. So um, when I was preaching one time, there's something that I said that I went, whoa, hold on a second. And I brought myself back to that exact same phrase and I wrote it down. And then I did this. So, I mean, it's happened on stage. It's happened in small groups. It's happened individually. It's happened in my journal. But this is what it is, okay? So... <laughs> so whenever you um have that you've gone through the reading something jumps off the page we'll use that example of do not worry in fact jesus says do not worry about your life and he goes on but still you highlight it okay now you need to look at it and ask these questions okay first first thing is reread it Okay. Just as yourself with a group, whatever. So I'm reading through and all of a sudden I go, wow, Matthew 6, 25 really jumped off the page at me. Okay. Let me go ahead and reread it. And Jesus said, do not worry about your life. And then I say, okay, that's a promise, but there's two different types of promises. Okay. One, what are they? Is a command and one is a truth okay a command is still a promise and, and so is a truth they're both promises okay a truth is something to pray to receive and a command is something to pray to have the strength to be able to do that's the only okay. difference between those between promises okay a truth you read it and you go wow that's a truth or in the other sense, you read a command that says that jumped off the page at me, but this is telling me this promise is that I need to do this. Right. Either way, okay. Now we'll come back to that in a minute because there's a different way to respond to each of those. Okay. But do not worry about your life. 
That's a command. Yeah, that's a command. That. Yep. He said, Jesus said, do not worry. He's telling you what to do. Do not worry about your life. So that I reread it and then I think, okay, what type of a promise is it? And then I think, okay, what circumstance in my life? Remember, we're what changes. The scripture's the same. Right. Yeah. What circumstance in my life right now would be relevant that the Holy Spirit is wanting this scripture, this promise to speak into? Wow. And it may be that maybe I've had good. Some, yeah, maybe I've had a tough day. Or maybe I'm sitting here and I'm struggling thinking, I don't know where my next paycheck's coming from. Maybe I'm, whatever it is that's going on in my life at that time that has me worried. Right. That's why that living scripture, the living word, spoke directly. Holy Spirit spoke directly into my life at that point. And then you just ask yourself, what is it? What is that circumstance? And let's just use a hypothetical. Let's say that... Um, you know, let's say let's say that they lost their job. Somebody they, lost their job because I know a lot of job. people have lost their job recently. Yeah, for they literally were time. just just okay, given the news that. that they've lost their job, and they're okay. wondering, "Oh my goodness, what's going to happen?" What? Well, um, that's easy. Do not worry about your life. In fact, if you keep reading through that same thing, it says, "Do not worry about your life." Where it talks about, "Don't worry about food. Don't worry about clothing. Don't worry about those things." And then he says in, in 33, Matthew 6, 33 says, but, so it gives you the answer, but seek his face and his righteousness and all these things will be taken care of for you. So that's a promise of assuring me that even though right now I feel like my world's been turned upside down because I lost my job, Jesus himself told me don't worry. But it's the Holy Spirit who tapped me on the shoulder and said, reread that. Look at that comment once again. That's that's so good because Holy Spirit knew you were going through that situation and he wanted you to stop and pay attention. That's so so good, man. I love God. Now what? Responsibility is to remember the promises are true. Yep. The promises are yes, yes, and amen, and they're from they're eternal, they're from the beginning to the end. But it's my responsibility to respond. So here's how I respond. I, I went through those questions. I said, well, for the questions, I went through four different steps, and I'm about to do the fourth. I went through three, three of four. First one, reread it. Second yep. one, define the, the promise. Is it a truth or is it a commandment? Third one, Got it. determine what circumstance in my life is this promise speaking directly to. Why is this a big deal to me right now? And then here's the fourth one. Pray it over yourself. Now, that's where we mess up. How do we now mess we, up? We mess up in a lot of these areas because sometimes yeah. we, don't, we don't realize. But this is where, even with doing the promise principle, this is where we lose the power of this technique if we don't do it right. Okay. Okay. So let's say that now I'm not just sitting there by myself, but I'm sitting in a group. So I'm sitting with, you know, five or six guys. We're reading through Matthew six. 
that jumped off the page at me. Someone said, okay, did anybody get anything from, you know, and finally gets to that section and says, anybody get anything from 25 to the end? And I said, Matthew 625. Okay, great. And he, because he's facilitating this process, the leader says, can you read that again? And I said, sure. So I read it again. And then he asked, so is that promise a truth or, or a commandment? And I said, well, it's a commandment. Okay, well, what circumstance in your life? Well, for me, I just lost my job. Okay, now. Pray it over yourself. Here's where we mess up. We say, God, thank you. Please help us. See what I'm doing now? Who is the Holy Spirit tapping on the shoulder? Well, he was Me. tapping you on the shoulder. Okay. He wasn't tapping the other guys on the shoulder. He was tapping me. I'm responding for me. Okay. Well, the Holy yeah. Spirit's the one who's actually doing all this work here. So Holy Spirit interacting with me, but I need to pray yeah. for me, not for us. I got it. Make this, okay. make this personal. Right. This is your chance. Really, it's not selfish. This mm -hmm. is how you take the personal responsibility in responding to the Holy Spirit and this promise. And I pray it and I say, God, your word is true. I mean, however you pray it, but all I have to do really is just say, Father, this promise is a command, and I pray that you can give me the strength, the courage to be able to not worry through this time, knowing that you've got me, and you're going to take care of it. Just pray it over me, I, not us mm -hmm. or we. Don't, don't become good. a preacher all of a sudden take care of your responsibility and that that's that's really it you pray over yourself and and you've now responded to it but god said when you ask for something he said in james he said if you are in need and you ask for something you ask with the faith and knowing that i'm going to give it to you yeah, that's good. Because you're expecting him to keep his word and he does. And, you know, something you said just now about that, Matt, about, you know, making it personal and receiving that promise for yourself. I know, you know, whenever I endeavor to go out and speak at a different church or different organization, a lot of times I'll be coming across different things and I'll be reading materials and and I'll be reading the word of God and things will jump out at me and one of the things that I've tried to train myself in as I've done that in that process is recognize when God is speaking something to me for me and conversely when God is speaking to something to me for that particular congregation or group of people I'm going to be talking to because there's a difference and I've seen I've seen speakers and preachers and different people kind of get those things crossed sometimes. And sometimes they'll prepare a message that maybe God was just telling them to, Hey, you need to work on this. And they present it as though this is what God told me to tell you and give you um, mm -hmm. this particular Sunday. And I think if you're out there listening right now, I think there's a, a lesson to be learned in this and this promise principle and the things that we're talking about here, I think it can be applied. Like you said, so many different 
ways. And uh, I'm, I'm still kind of learning uh, some of this uh, process, but I have been implementing this very principle and, and different, uh, different venues and different settings that I'm a part of and different discipleship uh, groups and organizations that I've um, been connecting with. And I tell you what, it's been life changing. And this particular particular principle right here, just the concept of it has really been uh, proving very beneficial and producing some great fruit. So um, if you're out there listening today, I just encourage you, you know, uh, grab a hold of this tool, maybe, maybe get the book uh, by um, Philip Hunter or something like that. But this is just one example of the tools that I'm super excited about. And part of the reason I'm super excited about Walking in Truth Ministries and what you and Michelle, your wife, have started years ago. And I, I'm so excited to be partnering with you guys uh, in this ministry. And one of the things we're doing is right here, um, you know, producing this podcast. But I know that there's another podcast and there's some other things that that um, Walking in Truth Ministries is involved in and and beginning to produce. And we'll be launching, if not already, in the near future to help equip people um, Matt, can you just, this has been great, by the way, I, I've loved talking about God and his promises. And, and I love talking about this particular tool that you introduced me to and, uh, and everything, but, um, what else is on the, I guess the menu, so to speak, or the, the vision for walking in truth ministries. Cause I just see so much value, even in this, just one little tool that, um, I'm beginning to learn more about, and you guys are helping um, many people with the different things that Walking in Truth Ministries is doing. But what are some other tools and things that you can speak into to help people really grasp, um, you know, the promises God and and really develop in their faith? Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Tell our listeners kind of what's out there, what they might find on the website and kind of give a little bit of the uh, fill in the blanks. If they were to go to the website and see these different things that walking truth ministry is doing, and um, maybe you can kind of fill in the blanks and go, okay, this is what this means. This is what we're doing here. This is why we're doing it. And uh, kind of speak into that a little bit. I'll tell you, it's been a journey just to say that just to start God, this, God gave us a vision for this ministry almost 15 years ago. And we've been pursuing it ever since um, and not even certain as to every aspect of what it is. But in the very beginning, in fact, it, it was uh, the vision was of a building. Okay. So it started with a building and you kind of go, okay, God, so you gave us this promise that there's going to be a building. What's going in it? What's going to happen <laughs> with this building and where is this building going to be? And, and so, I mean, it started with such an abstract, just from the very beginning, uncertainty of that unknown. And then as we've been pursuing it and we've been pursuing it and we've been pursuing, it, which is part of the reason why we've, we've got, uh, you know, our individual events starting out called pursuit for truth. Um, it's because of that. As we kept pressing in and chasing after, okay, God, what's next? What's next? He brought in more and more people and with different uh, passions, with different strengths, with different, and that partnering has been phenomenal. But to get to what we actually have right now, and then also to what we're going to be doing in the near future and just casting a vision just a little bit further out. First, 
for um, the individuals. We, we, we have ministry geared towards individuals and uh, helping them to discover the truth and who God made them, who their or what their passions are, what their strengths are, helping them to really discover who they are and who God made them to be. But then also to give them the ability to sift through all of the lies, all of the labels and then anything else that the world, the environment, upbringing, you know, whatever it is, all the, the fallacies that are just hovering over them or active or interwoven in their life, we want to help them to cut through that. We want to give them the tools to be able to truly discover the truth. That's what pursuit for truth is about. We want you to find out what God says, not just about us, but about you as an individual. So we have many different ways that we do that. The primary way that we do it is on a four-day Pursuit for Truth event. Uh, currently, we are working with men's ministry. So we have Pursuit for Truth, men's Pursuit for Truth events that we have scheduled. And we've had a few of them already. And we've got more that are filling up here in the near future. Yes, We've already got on the calendar, which I'm so excited about. But we want to, in that process, facilitate in a four-day event where men can get out with God in the wilderness. We help them, like with this promise principle, that's one of many things that we help to teach and equip them with so they can go home with knowledge to be able to, to do that with themselves when they're studying the Bible, with their family, whatever, however they use it. But um, that's just one little example of many things that we help them with. And then we want to facilitate the, um, an encounter. We want them to have an, a fresh encounter with God. That's and we right. want them to it. hear from God. So that's the four-day Pursuit for Truth event. Yep. We, um, and that's the main thing that we do for individuals. We are in the process right now of actually formulating the women's pursuit for truth materials and then okay. once we have those materials done then and then we're going to be training up the leaders for it and then we will actually be releasing women's pursuit for truth events which are going to be different from the men we're made differently we need to right. know that absolutely but, and then we also have at the same time we're also writing marriage or marriage pursuit for truth we're going to have an entire ministry for married couples because we want to define those three different ministries very intentionally for men to be redeemed as men, for women to be redeemed as women, and for marriage to be redeemed back to the actual, um, the, the actual marriage that God intended. And so we want to help that uh, so that we can begin to all live in truth. So that's for the individuals right now. Now coming and, and a little bit of coming soon. We're in the process for like, if you love the idea of a men's pursuit for truth, I would tell you right now, this fall or next spring, you need to be on a men's pursuit for truth. You need to find a way, find out all that you can get the information that's on the website. You need to know about it. You need to get signed up and you need to go. 
because next summer we're going to have our first second level men's event, which is called battle readiness. And the whole idea of battle readiness is this. We're, we are facing a spiritual battle. It's, it's not with flesh and blood. This is one of the promises, just straight out of God's word. Our battle is not with flesh and blood, but it's with the principalities. And the, it's the spiritual leader or rulers over this world. So that's who we're really in battle with. Now, they would love for us to destroy each other. But remember, God just said, if your ways are right and true and you're pursuing him, then you're going to have peace even with those people that you don't get along with. Why? Because it's a spiritual battle. It's a spiritual battle. And if you're walking within that righteousness of God, then the space around you, <laughs> the enemy's not going to be able to get in and penetrate that. So you know, they can't. Well, anyways, so the battle readiness is designed for men to be able to become more battle ready for the spiritual battle in every aspect of their life, in their worship, in their giving, in their prayer time, in their leading, in whatever it is, we're going to be helping to, to lift, empower men to be more battle ready and then show them how to continue in that process. Now, we don't have a second level event yet planned for the women. We're still trying to get the first ones done, but that will also be coming for whatever God calls us to for marriage and for, for women. But that's for individuals. We also have um, the ability for us to come into the church. It, and maybe you're a leader of a church and you're thinking, man, I would love to be able to have this promise principle brought in and taught. Well, great. I can connect you directly with Philip Hunter and you can have him come. But also, we can buy all the materials and everything from Philip Hunter and have his permission to come in as well. But that's just for the promise principle. We want to go further than that. We want to help train up and teach your leaders, your group leaders, your administrative leaders, your ministry leaders, your worship leaders. It doesn't matter whatever aspect. We want to help you in the church to become uh, fully to, to, to become more of the what God planned for you as a church. And so we want to come and whether that be in a uh, one night little seminar or a two day um, you know, workshop or you know, even if it's just a Sunday, whether we're talking to your congregation, your leaders, your tech team, it doesn't matter. We want to come in and help you. You may even just want to say, hey, I'd love for you guys to come by and just audit us and give us the ability to turn around and do that instead of you coming in and doing it. That's fine. This isn't, right. this isn't Matt Russell's ministry. This is God's ministry. We want God's name on this. And God's the one who started it from the beginning. And he's going to be the one who's, who's over it the whole time, all the way. Um, so anyway, so that's what we that's can do great. in the church. Same idea for business, same idea for business. We can come into businesses and talk to your marketing team, your sales team, your, your management team. We want to help you to discover the strengths that, that you have as individuals, but then also to be able to, to actually maximize those strengths, not just in you, but also the people that you're leading. We want to help you become master communicators. We want to help you to be the most efficient you possibly can in whatever aspect of business that you're doing. 
So those are some things that we also have, and it's because God has brought these partnerships to us. But in order to help people now, we have all these different things that we're working, but we also have this podcast, which comes out weekly. We have, um, we have different events that, that kind of spin off of. We have follow-up events that we're also doing uh, with our individual events. So it's not just like it's a one and done. We continue that walk with them. But then we also have another podcast, which is our daily portion, which is a daily Bible reading. And I, I literally just, I'm following an actual Bible reading plan. So it's not like I started at Genesis and I'm going all the way to Revelation, but there's a, there's a method to the madness and I'm following this plan. And then I altered it a little bit to include some more meat because there's some days that there might not be a reading on and I filled seven days a week 365 or six a year wow. so um, every single day I read the scripture I share a little nugget say a prayer that's it but that gives people who maybe they they don't have that habit in their life maybe they're not certain about the prayer or maybe they just need a little bit help with the nugget it, that's fine. It doesn't matter. The whole idea is you, you can be in the car traveling back and forth from work. You could uh, be sitting at home, waking up. You could, as you're getting ready, whatever it is, anytime, you don't have to just listen to today's today. Now it is on a specific plan, but it doesn't matter. Anytime you can, you can say, let me go and get another, another uh, podcast listened into on the daily portion. I need another portion. The whole point is this, or the, the big reason is because Jesus even said it, give us today our daily bread. And our daily bread not only represents the nutritional value, the, what you need, but it's, but remember Jesus also said that man cannot live by bread on alone. Bread alone, but yes. on the word. word of God. There you go. You need it. More okay. than you need to get that cereal in the morning, you need your daily portion of God's word. So we want to help you with that to become a habit. So anyways, uh, that's some of the stuff that we have there. We also have, um, uh, I mean, many other things. You could reach out to us directly and we can set up time for discipleship. Uh, if you need you may say, hey, I need some help in this area of my life. I'm feeling this way. Call up. We'll start with seeing how we can help to guide you in, in helping you there and giving that, that um, ministry counseling to where we can find out and discover this is where you need to go and maybe help you to the right direction. We have plenty of resources out there that are partnered with us. So we've got so much that we're going to do. Uh, oh, here's one I don't want to forget because Troy's yeah. not here. He'd be the one who'd remind me of this. I would be the one who would forget this because I don't have a son. See? Yeah. But Troy's the one who brought this whole idea. And I said, that's a great idea. Let's do it. Oh, and see, mentioning Troy reminded me of two. Yeah. So much going on. Anyways, um, we're going to do father-son events. And again, nice. I can't really participate, but I can come help and serve. But there's going to be father-son events that are coming up. To where fathers and sons can get out and actually learn these same things. Imagine if you're a father and you've got a son and you're able to go, not just be involved in the ministry to where you have fun and you 
get to do paintball or whatever it is that we're doing, but you also can sit right next to your son as your son is also being led and taught how to do the promise principle. Just as one example. Yeah. So helpful. It's so great. And then he can see not only are you learning, but you're also leading. And, and that's, that's great. And then the, the other thing is we're in the process of putting together a youth leadership and ethics class that we're going to probably start at a local high school here with some of the other people in the community. And then that could be something that's duplicatable that can go to any community. Remember wow. it's not Matt's ministry. That's right. That's great. You know, uh, Matt, um, before you, before you wrap up and give some final thoughts, uh, I just want to just tell you how excited I am to be partnering with a couple like you and Michelle, who really have been living this out for all these years. You know, you've been watching God as he's been directing this uh, promise that he's given to you guys and he's been fulfilling it. He's brought different people into your lives and I'm excited to be a part of the the team and, and uh, watching what God's going to do in and through us as a, as a ministry. And I, I've just been excited about watching all the different things come together and, and different people come across the past, but how would people um, support or get connected, whether they contact, uh, contact uh, Walking Truth Ministries? Can you give, as, as you begin to wrap up and, and put some final thoughts on uh, today's podcast, uh, can you just tell us how can uh, our listeners support uh, the ministry to basically help do all those things that, you know, God is doing? Um, and then also, um, you know, how can they support it and how can they uh, reach out to us and get connected? One thing I want to br- bring up is this is what I love about Matt and Michelle Russell and everything they're doing is, is it's all about Jesus and it's all about his name. And uh, he mentioned it earlier. It's not Matt Russell's ministries, but it's, it's God doing these things in and through him. And I think, I don't know if it was Michelle who wrote this uh, or, or if you wrote it together, but I know God had directed this and it's a little section that was the down on some notes of a, a document that we were kind of kicking around today. And it said, we, we sing praise, we teach, we pray, we heal, we model, we lead. But all these things we do in his great name, never our own. And I thought, man, that is great. And that's really the heart and part of the reason why I'm excited to be locking arms with you guys in this ministry. But again, how can our listeners support the ministry and how can they get connected? Well, that is great. I will tell you that my wife is the the best expert there, especially with all the social media and all the how-tos, but I'll see if I can do this without messing it up. Okay. Okay. So first of all, our website is uh, walkingintruthministries.org. You can email us now at info at walkingintruthministries.org, and that'll go directly to us to where you can ask any kind of question, ask for anything that you want, and I mean, you're, you're getting info, and we can get you whatever it is that you need, uh, but that's at info at walkingintruthministries.org. And uh, if you wanted to reach out to Jared, in fact, you can go to Jared W at walkingintruthministries.org or Troy Foster. You can just inundate Troy with all kinds of mail. Troy Foster at walkingintruthministries.org. You're catching on to the theme. My name is Matt Russell. See, so um, Matt Russell at Walking In Truth. 
but that may be a lot. So just go to the info, info right. at walkingintruthministries.org. We have others, but that's enough. Reach out there. You can go to the website. On the website, there's actually uh, multiple pages. One of them is called support. You can go to the support page. On the support page, you, you have an opportunity on there. There's a little donate button. Maybe you want to financially uh, donate. We are a nonprofit. And so, of course, that will, if, if, if that is something that is important to you, we are. You can, there's tax benefits for that. Talk to your tax person about that. But um, you can go to walkingintruthministries.org, go to our support page, go to the donate button, click on that, and you can put whatever amount that you want. Now, we'll tell you also, we've got some guys um, who are helping us with this, who are, we've got a marketing director that's actually going and trying to raise funds for different campaigns. You may want to support specifically for a, a certain campaign. Uh, and this is going to change soon, but for now, you can just put that and maybe just a little note to it saying this goes to that because you can do that on there okay but you can donate for the land and the ministry center we're actually raising funds to buy land to build a ministry center which would be the vision that god originally gave us and so that is something we're doing right now also you may say i love this idea of the individual the events the pursuit for truth and we we joke when well, we don't joke uh, but it does kind of make us feel a little bit weird whenever someone says, oh, I need to go on that retreat and say that's it's not a retreat. It's not a retreat. We don't retreat. We pursue. So we don't run away from God. We run towards him. So pursuit for truth may be something that you really want to plug into financially. That's great. You can give to the, the main scholarship fund to help support maybe a man who would like to go and doesn't have all the necessary funds to be able to go. Uh, you can you can say, hey, I want to give the full amount. You know, the actual amount to go on an event is $320. You can give that full amount and say, I just want to support a man to go. Well, we'll use that as best we can. We, of course, would love to be able to get whatever that man can put forth. We would like to do that. We would say, if all you can afford is $20, that helps them to get skin in the game is, is the whole term. But that's very important to this because it shows that commitment. Well, then we would use that difference towards another person is really all that we, we would do if you gave the full three, the 320. But you can do that. You can give specifically the land. You can give specifically just to the general fund, anything you'd like to do with that. But um, <laughs> so then you can also go to <laughs> Jared sitting here giving me notes. He's, I think they're love notes. But anyways, um, you can also go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash walking truth ministries, or you can go to our Instagram, which is uh, wit ministries TX. So those are some different places you can reach out to us. Um, but I got to tell you this. Today's episode was phenomenal. And one of the things that keeps me going, I've got a lot of stuff going on. One of the things that keeps me going is, is the fact that I can always lean back against or on God's word. God's promises that he has for you are true. They're never failing and they're forever. So if you have anything going on 
please feel free to reach out to us so we can help you. But go to his word. Go pick up the Bible. Get the Bible app. Do whatever you got to do. Get into his word and start allow, opening the door for the Holy Spirit to start tapping you on the shoulder. So you can do your responsibility and respond to his promises. Thank you very much for this time that we got to spend with you. We love every bit of it. It's a huge blessing. And we love you very much. Now go live the wit life. Thank you for joining us today. You are the reason why we do this podcast and you are truly a blessing to us. We would love to hear from you. Whether you'd like to comment or ask questions about this episode, give us ideas for future topics to discuss, or if you just need to reach out and hear back from one of us, you can do so by leaving us a message from the podcast or by going to walkingintruthministries.org. And then you could also send us an email at witministries.tx at gmail.com. That is wit, W-I-T, ministries.tx at gmail.com. And finally, it would be a huge blessing to us if you would like our podcast and go to our Walking in Truth Facebook page and by liking us there too. Again, thank you and God bless.